Black Star FM, and we are hearing all sorts of reports about the COVID-19 vaccination, how the AstraZeneca has been paused for those that are under 50 years of age, and we are getting sort of mixed messages out of Canberra to try and find out what is happening and get the good advice. Don't worry about the social media. Don't worry about rumour. Go and have a chat to your doctor. And that's what I've done right now because on the phone, Dr. Karen Murphy, the Chief Executive of the Northwest Hospital and Health Service. What exactly is happening, I think, is the first question. Yeah, look, I think there's quite a lot of confusion and I appreciate the opportunity of being able to clear it up a little bit for our residents up in the Northwest. So, as we know, there's been some issues around the AstraZeneca vaccine and the AstraZeneca vaccine rollout. Whilst it is still an extremely rare side effect and um, this clotting side effect doesn't detract from the fact that the AstraZeneca vaccine is a really good vaccine, it's meant that we're having to look at our plans for how we're going to get all of our residents in the whole of Northwest vaccinated as, as quickly and safely as possible. What that means is that whilst we were going to go out with the AstraZeneca vaccine to our remote communities in the next couple of weeks, we're going to hang fire because as of last Thursday, we are now going to be getting the Pfizer vaccine, which is really exciting news. So we'll have two really good vaccines now in the Northwest that we can roll out really quickly. And I believe also even a third vaccine, Novavax, is at the moment going through the safety checks before it is possibly approved. Is that correct? That's correct. And look, I think as the year goes on, we're going to have an opportunity of having more than one type of vaccine. And clearly this new um, focus for us means that we can also provide the Pfizer vaccine to, to people locally. And eventually, you're right, we'll have other vaccines like the Nova vaccine and the others that are coming on the market. Also, with the Pfizer vaccine, I think one of your difficulties is transporting it at that really, really sub-zero cold temperatures, is it? That's right. And obviously, you know the challenges that we've got locally. We'd have a, an ultra-cold freezer in Mount Isa, and we have to make sure that we get it safely to our remote communities, for example, up to Dumagee or up to Mornington Island. The good thing about the Pfizer vaccine now is that it can be stored at normal freezer temperatures for a couple of weeks each time. So what we're doing now is, now that we know we're getting the Pfizer vaccine the second week in May, we are now pulling our team together to start the planning of how we get it to our remote communities. And that will include the likes of using smaller freezers to transport it, bringing it back down to Mount Isa, the vaccine that's unused, and putting it back in the cold chain. But we're used to working all these really complex things out up here, given our location and our geography. So that's what we're doing in the next couple of weeks, is getting our plan together so we're ready to roll. So that means that that ultra-cold temperature isn't necessary for getting it to the communities because you can use, although still, I think someone told me it's between 1 and 6 degrees minus you can still transport. Is that correct? That's right. It's around that those temperatures that we can transport it and it can be used safely for up to two weeks while it's being stored at those temperatures. So we'll have plans where we can take batteries up to Mornington, batteries up to Dumagee. We've got freezers there. We'll be able to keep it there. We can offer two or three days, four or five days of a vaccination to the whole communities. People can come along and get access to those vaccines um, once we get up into those communities, which we're hoping to do really quickly as soon as that vaccine arrives up with us. 
You also mentioned, Karen, just before we went to air, the time between the first and second vaccine because both the AstraZeneca and the Pfizer require two doses. But you said for the Pfizer it's a shorter period, is it? That's right. So the really exciting news for our communities is whilst we're pausing the roller in the remote communities of the AstraZeneca, given the concern that the public have for this vaccine and You know, I understand the fear and concern that people have with the messages that are out there at the moment. The good thing about the Pfizer vaccine is, although we won't get rolling out for another two or three weeks, there is only a three-week time between the first and second dose. So that means that we can get back up to those communities within three weeks to get those second doses done. And that means everybody will be protected really quickly. And I think I've also got to point out too, the AstraZeneca for those that have already received their first shot. So we are looking in the Torres Strait mainly for that. There's been no reaction to that vaccine. So those people will be safe to get the second one. In fact, the AstraZeneca, I think it is when you take a look at Australia, we've had over a million doses. We've had two confirmed who have survived and one fatality which still has been attributed to, but not 100% to the uh, AstraZeneca. And if you look worldwide, millions and millions and millions of doses have been administered, and it's been, what, 1% of 5 million or 10 million people uh, have issues? Absolutely. Look, it is is completely understandable that people are concerned, but we have to put this into context. Like you've just said, millions of people have had this AstraZeneca vaccine and have had no reactions. Don't forget the, the disease that we're vaccinating against kills people, and it kills an awful lot of people, and it kills quickly, and it's a terrible disease to have, and a terrible virus even long-term. The AstraZeneca numbers, looking at any link with clotting, you know, you're looking at between one and five people per, per million um, that may have that kind of reaction. There are normal medications that most of us take on a daily basis have higher risk rating. It's just really unfortunate that for us, the AstraZeneca um, has has caused this really rare reaction and people are very, very worried and very concerned. We still are giving AstraZeneca vaccinations and offering it to people. Sadly, a lot of people are now declining to have the AstraZeneca vaccine because of that fear of that very, very rare side effect. And I understand it. I completely understand it because at the moment, we're also very, very fortunate to have no COVID cases in the Northwest. So, you know, the risk benefit is one that you have to consider when you look at any medications, even paracetamol. Um, and at the moment, people are saying, look, there's no risk of the disease. We, we're choosing not to go ahead with this vaccine. But it is a real shame because we started off really well with the AstraZeneca vaccine. And also, when you look at places like Brazil or even Europe, up to 1,000 people a day being buried who have uh, died from the COVID-19. If I could just also ask, the AstraZeneca now, they are saying for people under 50 years of age, what exactly is the possibility? It's a a very rare clotting disease. So it's one that, that usually has occurred in people who have not got any history of clotting disease. And it's associated with, with a number of other things that have gone on in your blood. So your platelets, the things, the sticky things that join it together, they go down um, significantly in those people that have had a reaction. Um, but again, because there's so few people, it's really difficult to identify that clearly. So it is, it's one of those very rare 
very unusual side effects that seems to happen in people that have had no previous clotting issues. So we, you know, we have a number of tests that we would do to establish whether it was linked, you know, in some way to the vaccine. And we've now got a protocol where we would recognize if people present that were unwell in hospital after an AstraZeneca vaccine, you know, we'd go through the steps of checking to make sure, doubly sure, that we're not looking at one of those reactions. So I think it's those things that people are very concerned about. But again, we look at the risks of giving people medications versus the benefits every hour of every day in health. And our health professionals are really good at having those conversations with people. So I think that, you know, the AstraZeneca vaccine is a good vaccine. The Pfizer vaccine is a good vaccine. We just need to be able to have those conversations with the people that are getting vaccinated. Now, the Pfizer vaccine, what you said, the rollout of that is not too far away? No, I understand we'll be getting our first doses of vaccines sometime around the 14th to the 17th of May. So between now and then, we'll have our plans worked out as to how we get it transported and and we set up our clinics. It does take a lot of logistics planning, but as I say, we're quite good at doing that nowadays up here. Um, And so I'm hopeful that as soon as possible after that that time that the vaccine box arrives in Mount Isa, we'll be getting organised to get it out to all of our communities. And for those within the community, if they've got a concern, have a chat to their medical professional prior. Absolutely. The health professionals that, that vaccinate people every year in a number of areas are the really, really good guys that you can go to and talk to and just check and say, look, what's my risk? What's the benefit of me having these vaccinations? What's the benefit versus Astra and and Pfizer for me? Have those conversations. You're exactly right what you said a couple of minutes ago. Give the health professionals that you know and that you trust that that work with you every day the opportunity of having that conversation and then make those decisions. You're right. It's a really deadly disease and, and we have been so fortunate and so well organized that we have not yet had that level of exposure, but those countries around the world that that are struggling now under the burden of those people that are so unwell with COVID, they they have experienced the worst parts of it. So we're really lucky. Have that conversation with the health professional and they can talk to you about the health benefits and the risks. And if you're still happy to choose or not to choose a vaccine, then we'll support you in that as well. Fair enough. Dr. Karen Murphy, look, thank you so much for your time. Really look forward to catching up with again as we get closer towards the rollout. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate yours as well. Thank you very much, Mark. Okay, thanks very much. Dr. Karen Murphy, the Chief Executive of the Northwest Hospital and Health Service.